Hi, welcome to the Dan Bradbury podcast where turnover is vanity, profit is sanity, and cash is king. In this podcast, I'll bring you resources, tips, interviews, and lots more to help to grow your business and make it less dependent on you. Hey guys, Dan Bradbury here. In this podcast, you're going to learn from the UK's eighth fastest growing company as to how they've achieved such rapid growth. Specifically, you're going to learn a strategy that not only shows you how to scale up your sales, but has a secondary major benefit as well, in that it allows you to remove yourself from the day-to-day operations. So let's start by clarifying one of the biggest obstacles that prevents many owners from scaling and instead keeps them enslaved to their businesses. What is that obstacle? That the owner, him or herself, is directly involved in the sales process. Why is this the case for a lot of small businesses? Because they are the best at it. Why is that a problem? Well, enter Ricky Singh. So uh, Ricky runs Evergen Solar. They do solar panel installation and help uh, homeowners uh, lower their energy costs and, you know, generate their own solar power and then sell their excess power back to the grid. So when Ricky was at a recent private mastermind session, when we were doing the profits of profit sessions, you know, Ricky's a business that has very rapid high revenues and uh, seven figure profits. And uh, when we were talking about it, Ricky, what is the number one thing that made the biggest difference? And Ricky just said, it's very simple. It's actually two things, Dan. It's people and process. Okay, people and process. I said, what do you mean? Well, we spoke about process last time, so I'm not going to elaborate too much on that now go back and check the previous podcast for that but when he spoke about the people ricky just said to scale you need a world-class team of salespeople. right now that what i'm about to share with you applies to any hire in any position but ricky shared examples specific to salespeople, which is what i'm going to share here he said if your company's going to scale quickly you need to have lots of people that are superb at selling your product or service Right. And I think sometimes people, business owners, have got a tendency to get obsessed. You know, they they read E-Myth by Michael Gerber and they obsess about the process. Now, I'm not saying there's not significant value from to be gotten from process. But in fact, there's a pretty compelling argument that having the right people trumps having the right process or system. After all, you know, think about it this way. Have you ever noticed people who are obsessed over their systems often spend most of their time complaining about how they can't find good people and that nobody on their team follows the buddy system, right? The argument that the people, the systems or process doesn't work unless it's followed uh, and executed properly, right? So you've got to have the right people or it doesn't get done. So you need people who are A, competent and B, motivated. Think about it. If you had to choose between either great process and bad people or great people and bad process, which would you choose? For me, I choose the latter, i.e. great people and bad process, because great people will fix the process if it's broken. Do you want to try and control it and have people just fit your machine? Or do you want people that are problem solvers that fix things when things change? Right. You know, the Enith kind of trumpets McDonald's, but you're not running a McDonald's. Right. You're not selling fries and kind of low cost fast food. Perhaps got a business with a much more complicated product or sales process. Fine. Right. Much more involved sales process. So 
you need to have great people. And if I had to choose, I'd choose great people over great process. Because if you've got the right people, they will drive the process. They will innovate the process. They will improve it. Okay, you say, I've got it, Dan. Just tell me how. So let's go back to Ricky, okay? So at the part of a mastermind meeting, Ricky was telling his group that sometimes just for fun, you know, if he's bored because he's successfully pretty much fired himself from the business being required day-to-day operations, he just rings up and says, oh, you know, I'm going to get my windows done. And he, he rings up a company, a direct selling company. So they, they, they've got in-the-field salespeople like he does and goes, pays prospects, says, oh, yeah, come around. I'm thinking about getting my windows changed and improved. He gets the salesperson around and hears their full pitch. But he'll do that not just with his windows. He'll do that saying that he's looking to get his garage converted. He'll say that he's looking to get his garden landscapes. In other words, he constantly has a flow of salespeople. And then if they have a really great pitch, he said, he might go, I'm not going to buy the blinds from you or the windows from you because you're too bloody expensive. But would you like to make a lot more money uh, uh, working for us? So effectively, if a salesperson gives him a great pitch, he transitions it into offering them a job. In other words, what Ricky gets is he gets deal flow. He gets a flow of people consistently that are, well, hopefully very good, but if they're not, he passes on them. But he's constantly seeing and trying out salespeople. And when he finds great ones, he offers them a job because his opinion is that the best salespeople are already in jobs right? They're already performing somewhere else. So he's got to entice them away. Okay. So he's not going to find them on a job board, but how specifically does he do it? Actually, one other point to make on this on deal flow. Think about this. How different is what Ricky do from most small businesses? How do most small businesses hire? They get desperate for a hire, i.e. they grow enough that they need to hire somebody. They get desperate. They throw together a shitty job ad. They put it up And because it's a crappy ad, they only get three responses, right? You know, in a week. So they invite all three people to come to interview. One doesn't show up. One shows up drunk. So the third one gets the job, right? Like it's it's the least crappy of a really crappy bunch. And then people wonder why 12 months down the line, their sales are flat or they've got uh, employee issues or HR issues or employees are stealing from them, right? Because they've got a really shitty sales process for acquiring new people, right? And again, this is not just about sales, it's about any role. So how do you do it? Number one, identify the outcomes that you're looking for in your business. Is it new sales? Is it tighter controls of cash? Is it, you know, slicker operational process, you know, fewer faults with your product, etc. Identify the outcomes that you're after. Then number two, in order to achieve that, what needs doing? In other words, I mean, that's really speaking to the process. And this allows you to figure out what roles are you hiring for? Then number three, brainstorm where you can find A players for that type of role. In other words, how can you get access to, how can you see good performers in that role? Is it like uh, Ricky does doing mystery shopping, but is it other ways? You know, are you going to use a headhunter? Are you going to use LinkedIn? How can you get deal flow? Because if you go from getting three leads to getting 30 leads to getting 300 leads, you know, your chances of succeeding at making a great hire goes up a hundred fold. Uh, you know, one of our mastermind members, Alexis Kingsbury, has been in for five or six years for a recent software hire he was making. I believe he had over 3,000 applicants, right? It's much easier 
Well, how do you do that? Okay, well, that's number four. Write a compelling advert. This is not a job description. You need to get clear about why working for you is the best opportunity ever to get the deal flow. In other words, to get the volume of candidates. And then, going back to Ricky's point, yes, you can have a process to screen those candidates. You know, so for Ricky, the salesperson, he gets people to send in a short video of them selling. 60-second video. Because if you think about it, if the person can't sell and doesn't come across well immediately in that short video, the CV is a distraction. Ricky doesn't want to read hundreds of CVs. He wants to interview the quality candidates. And how does he get down to the quality candidates? He sees them selling, right? And then he immediately gets a sense that this person might fit our organization great. Now we can go through, we've got a process to drive them through to select the best candidate. So that's it. One, identify the outcomes you want. Two, you know, ultimately what needs doing, what roles need hiring for. Number three, brainstorm sources where you might find people that are currently performing in that role. And then number four, Get clear on a compelling advert or a way to see the picture. You can get to see the A players and entice them as to why working for you is the best opportunity ever. So that's it in this strategy number three of seven from the Profit of Profit. This is kinds of mine that are making seven-figure profits. Now get out there and hire some world-class people. I hope you enjoy that episode. Three things you need to do now. Number one, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss an episode. Also, get on over to Amazon to get a copy of my latest book, Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity, Nine and a Half Steps to Improving Your Profits and Cash Flow. Also, join our Facebook group, the Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity community to connect with other business owners.